a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. We are recording on everything now, even on Google Hangout, the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Hello, Father Sean. Hello, Nolan. Hello, Justin. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Nolan? I'm pretty all right. How are you? Where are you right now? I am uh, I'm at my uh, my babysitter's house for my kids, which is my also known as my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> so did you grow up in that house? I did. This is, I'm actually in my former room, which very quickly after I moved out became a uh, like a den. <laughs> no love lost for you, Nolan. No. No, it was like after I left for college, it was like my sister had already like had like plans to like knock the wall down. And that was a long time ago. But that's that's like uh, when when we can get Kyle to be back on the show, we're gonna totally forget that you ever were a part of this, just like your parents forgot you ever lived there. <laughs> Is it a rule you have to say something really mean about me every episode? <laughs> I, had to, I, I, I had to say something mean about somebody. Somebody. Uh, uh, Texted me the other day. One of our uh, dozens of listeners texted me and said uh, 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 the line that I said the other day about uh, God's whatever, and I throw under God's merciful, but I throw people under the bus or something yeah. like that. I can't be expected to remember everything we've said on this show. <laughs> okay. Well, I I just I want to say one thing. Uh, we have teased that we may have a guest on this show. And uh, in order to prepare for this guest, I was watching the movie um, The Fighter yesterday, um, starring um, uh, Christian Bale and uh, someone whose name rhymes with uh, Schmark Schmalberg. So uh, to, our, to our special guest, does your name rhyme with Schmark Schmalberg? Schmal Schmark it does not. No, it it really doesn't. <laughs> not it even rhymes close. With, not no, it rhymes with bike, but blow blow. <laughs> Can I? I have a funny story. Can I tell? I have two funny stories. Well, don't say it's funny. Let us decide. Okay. Well, this is Ike in Dolo. Hello, Ike. Hey. Nice I, to meet you. I'm sitting with Ike on a small couch in a sweaty house right now in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> it's so hot. We shut the fan off for this. Uh, anyway. Ike, we um, can edit that part out if you want. <laughs> no. No. Leave it in. L let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. <laughs> <laughs> if we say what that's from, this will be our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, two things about Ike's name. Number one. I have a friend that thought his name was Icky Dolo. Okay. I guess that isn't funny then. I, I, I should have prefaced that these are funny stories. And then one time I met someone that was doing a concert for Ike and he thought it was two people 
both Ike and the second person was Dolo. Ike and Dolo. Ike and Dolo. Like which Ike has happened. and Tina. Yeah, yeah. Except some mysterious person named Dolo. <laughs> been following me around my whole music career. I like to think, though, if you ever went in that direction, I would be your Dolo. <laughs> you already are my Dolo. <laughs> I'm, you, Will you be I'm, my Dolo, baby? <laughs> I am the Dolo to the Ike. Oh, man. Well, this is fun. Yeah. This has been a long time coming, actually. Yeah, because I feel like I've had I've recorded the podcast with Ike in the other room. Really? Probably. That's weird. Oh, I definitely have. Really? Or maybe you were home, but just not in the house. Huh. Maybe. Okay. That's weird. That is kind of weird, right? <laughs> it just worked out. But cool. Ike's back for like three days. I'm back for like three hours. It's working out. Hey, that's perfect. It's like God wants this to happen. He did. Um, so what, what we were saying, what we want to talk about, how we all know each other. Well, do we want to give Ike a, a chance to just like, like formally like let us know like what he's doing, what he's up to lately, that kind of thing, like from the from the jump. That works for me, Nolan. Thank you for your very very important insights. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> there was no well, sarcasm in what I just said. Yeah, uh, I just, I son just, of a gun. Before you continue, we're currently watching the Met game, and right before we started recording, Justin said the Mets are about to win, and now they're losing six to three. Come on! Let the record show. Okay, go ahead, Justin. I mean, go ahead, Ike, and introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. All right. Uh, my name is Ike Indolo, and uh, I am a musician, songwriter, worship leader, um, and yeah, I'm Justin's roommate which is probably more important than all the other things I just mentioned. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, randomly in my own home for the first time in a long time, so it's good to be here on this uh, this here podcast. Yeah. Is that it? Do I need more? Do you need more things from me? No, I think that's about it. <laughs> I think I we got good. it. Most importantly, stuff. did you hear that, Nolan? M- most importantly. Most importantly. I did. I did. I, I, I got it. I'll just be quiet from now on. <laughs> so, I, I, I would, <laughs> I would, I would like to say this. So the first time I ever heard about who Ike was was when Justin put on a concert at our former, uh, our our alma mater, and um, it was with Ike and Audrey Assad. And I was very excited to hear Audrey Assad, and I was very mad that this guy Ike was the headliner who I'd never heard of before. <laughs> Dolo wasn't around that time. No, yeah. I was like, is this guy, is it, and then I was like, what's, I, this is, I was planning on maybe going and then leaving after her, and then, but I was like, well, I'm already here, so I'll listen to what he has to do. And, uh. I, that was probably one of the most funs I've ever had. Most funs. Now I'm adding plurals to everything. Uh, <laughs> there were multiple funs had. So many yeah, funs. That, that was... All the funs. <laughs> that was quite the... That was when you blew out the speakers. That's right. That's right. Oh, that was, yeah. It was, and, it, and then you're one of uh, four Christian artists that I actually listened to their music. That is high praise. So, I'll take that. What are the other three? I'm not going to say because I don't want to offend the other 20,000 that may or may not. (laughs) (laughs) 
who knows? We may want them as guests on the podcast one day. So yeah, we'll take whoever we could get so we could bump our listenership up from forty to sixty. Well, we we needed. Well, Ike's what our third or fourth guest. Yeah. We had to have Ike after Joe, or else he would have been really offended. Because <laughs> I think Joe's jealous of Ike and I's time together. Because it's, it's it's not with him. So let's okay. be honest. Did did Joe listen to any episode besides the one that he was on? I think yes. He, no, he, he did. listened to all of them. Because oh, okay. this is how I know he was driving home two days before Easter from Maryland, and he called me to talk about the podcast, and then. <laughs> admitted that he was just calling me because he was falling asleep and he thought if he was talking to someone he wouldn't fall asleep and crash so really what I, all I have to say is I saved Joe's life around Easter it's fantastic I would save your life too yeah, I know you would <laughs> so then at Nolan how did you first meet Ike um well I mean just like being in ministry for years like you know, at, uh, working on at the parish and going to Steubenville conferences and things like that, and, and all your uh, your festive engagements uh, when you were booking shows out here on Long Island, Justin. Um, we probably crossed paths a, a few times, but um, I remember having a really good conversation with him at the Life Teen Leadership Conference in Benedictine, Kansas, um, at the uh, at the college. Yeah, um, probably 2012, I want to say, and. Um, I was with a I was with a group of kids and they really wanted to meet Ike and Ike was was cool enough because he was leading worship that week and uh, he was cool enough to come and sit with us during lunch and it really quickly became a conversation just between me and Ike about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> I I, I, th- I had a feeling you were. And uh, yeah. we, were just, we were just reminiscing about Ninja Turtles and how much cooler they were when we were kids. And true, um, true, true. I shared a story about, um, I think, didn't you have to like, like, didn't your parents give you like a choice between like a video game and yep. a movie or something yep. like that? Yep. Dude, yeah. I remember this conversation. Yeah, I was, an, I was, a, was not a very bright child. <laughs> and uh, while my love for Ninja Turtles was warranted... I got a choice. My uncle actually had it was my birthday. He gave me a choice between um, this Ninja Turtles video or Super Mario Brothers three. Now, this is really an easy decision. It should be Super Mario Brothers three right. because the Ninja Turtles video was not number one or number two or any of those movies. It was an offshoot, random production called Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells. Oh, the Ninja yes. Turtles. The Ninja Turtles are becoming rock stars. <laughs> I chose that video over Super Mario Bros. Now, that just shows I was a dumb kid, but also it shows how committed I was to Ninja Turtles. It was like, it was like Ninja Turtles was life. But I made a I made a I made a wrong decision. Did, did you know you made the right the wrong decision like immediately after you started watching it? Like you're like, oh, oh no, what within if I'm within seconds. I was like, this is the worst choice I've ever made in my life. <laughs> but the now you are ages. a rock star. So there, there it is. I've come out of my shell. <laughs> <laughs> it's all come full circle. Yeah, thank you, Ninja Turtles, for teaching me how to do that. Uh... <laughs> I, I'd like to think I'd like to think that that the Ninja Turtles ruined music, and you picked up the guitar to try to change that. Try, I think you're. That's actually absolutely true. From the the, the the terribleness that I saw in that video, I had to redeem it somehow. 
Yes. There's got to be a way to find that. I want to watch that. Oh, now. bro. We'll, you can put it on YouTube and the whole thing is available. Really? All one hour and 25 minutes. That's incredible. <laughs> we, 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 should live comment. we should live comment that video one day. <laughs> that would be it. You, should, gotta, you I, should do a video podcast of it. Yeah. I very much appreciated the conversation, though. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure the, the teens that were with me that day did. I think, like, half of them thought it was the coolest conversation ever they ever heard, and the other two were like, these are the two biggest nerds on the planet. I'm pretty sure it was they, more like 70% thought we were nerds and 30% thought we were, it was cool. Probably. Maybe 80-20. <laughs> Maybe. I mean... All, all uh, percentages are made up on the spot anyway, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> facts. Facts are real. Numbers are real. Well, I feel like 70% of all percentages are made up on the spot. <laughs> well, Justin. What? Did you know that uh, seven out of six people have trouble with fractions? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I did it. We know. <laughs> see, see, this is why we need to bring in some like, like you know, things that, like soundboard stuff that we could throw in for all these dead air pockets. Like a wah wah. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. You can have that in post. Do that in post. So it go bloopy. <laughs> that was a clean bloopy cut. We could use that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> All right, we're gonna. So how, wait, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say you're gonna say how you know Ike, or the way you know Ike is the same way I know Ike. Well, the way I know what Ike just... is the same way you know Ike. But then after that night, Ike and I kept in touch, which is very rare. Which is rare. Yeah. Why did you play into that, Ike? Well, I think it's just like, for instance, this interaction between me and Nolan now that he says that had that significant story that I actually remember I remember Nolan but usually I'm on, I'm on the road and I meet people and they're really cool people but then I just kind of forget because I'm meeting more people the next weekend or whatever or the next day and so I don't know what it was but like there was just something there was like a spark it was just meant to be we met and it was like this guy is gonna be my homie and that's what happened we became Homies, we, and here we are, still homies, still homies. I, I remember, I remember when when Justin was booking the shows, and like I'm sure it was like a longer period of time like this, but it, it literally felt like uh, it literally felt like oh, I'm getting bringing Ike and Dolo out to uh, Long Island for for a show, and then like a couple weeks later, he was like, oh, we're gonna be roommates now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's basically how it happened. That's basically, yeah. It's awesome. It was like a three-year span, yeah. but maybe more. I don't know. Yeah, was, I think it was like four. Four years. Because you were still in school when we met. Yeah. Because you came to Delphi, what, three times? Two or three times? Yeah, yeah. But oh, then, yeah. like, you would do other things around the Delphi. Around the Delphi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shamanon and stuff. Uh-huh. It's crazy. But then now, we live together, and I do other things, and you do other things. We're still homies. And we, and we fight about sports. So we fight. Ike and I have this relationship. If you don't know Nolan, I know Sean does. Um, but we pick a topic that's very unimportant, whether it's <laughs> sports or Christmas or Disney, and we argue about it for hours. <laughs> like on purpose? 
I, I, it's on purpose. It's, I, I don't know. At this point, I feel like it's on purpose. Like you're like, hey, you up for a good argument tonight? Let's do it. Well, I mean, it's it really is organic though. It's not like okay, argument time. Yeah. Here's the topic. Right. We just kind of like, for instance, the first time our first Christmas season together. You know, we're both gonna be back at our respective homes for Christmas, but it was like a few, like a what, a week before a week Christmas, before maybe, yeah. And uh, Justin, me and Justin, our Tuesdays were always free, and so we always made a plan to like hang out on Tuesdays together. So like, okay, it's Tuesday, we're gonna hang out, and Justin's making plans because that's what Justin does. <laughs> he makes plans for the day. He's like, okay, we're gonna do this and do that and do this, and at the end, we'll go to this place. And for Christmas lights, I'm like, I'm down for all of that except for the Christmas lights. And he looks at me like I have suddenly grown four heads. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I'm just not into that. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm just not a big fan of Christmas. And I look, he looked, he looked like I just punched his mom. Like I was like, he was so offended. I'm like, dude, I just, I'm just not into Christmas. It's not my thing. Like, I'd, I'd much rather do something else. And I think he wanted to watch Ernest goes to. Ernest does Christmas. Or no, like I always saved that one. We were. Oh, I wanted to watch. I think it was Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah, and I was like, no, I'm just not about it. I'm not into it. <laughs> I just kind of get through Christmas. This is not my favorite thing. So we, me and Ju- I, the funny thing is that, that was a fight, but not really. You were just really sad and disappointed. <laughs> I was just so sad because <laughs> when we say that we would spend Tuesdays together, I mean like thirteen hours. Not as was it like? Oh, we would get lunch on Tuesdays. <laughs> It was like we would wake up and literally spend 13 hours together. And then this one day, I had it all in my head. But then, I think it was like 8 o'clock, I departed from Ike. Five hours, four hours shy of normal. And I went to see Christmas lights by myself. And then I came back and then we hung out. You just pictured him laughing. Ha 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 ha, Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, uh, I, if I could defend you, Ike, and we had this conversation this past oh, December. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sean, you got my Every back. year, it. Justin does what he calls Justin's Christmas tour. <laughs> and <laughs> it started. It started when I was in the seminary, and I would look so forward to coming home from the seminary and being able to hang out with. Uh, with like Justin and some other friends and he'd do the Christmas tour like like the first or second day that I was home and I never really cared about any of the things that we would do and one of the greatest traditions about the Christmas tour was how mad Justin would get that I wasn't excited to see the things and that I was just excited to be with them it was like it wasn't good enough that I wanted to hang out with my brother and my friends I had to want to see like the tree in Rockefeller Center and all this other stuff so I I I feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel like the only one who's ever come back to my Christmas tour is Megan. It's it's a no, really and Tom, quick turnaround. Tom Tom has too. And Tom has too. No yeah. one ever wants to come back. Cause it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Justin's Christmas tour. When you told me that, Father Sean, I was like, oh man, that makes so much sense. I wish. Actually, I had heard that story beforehand, so I knew how to like properly approach your <laughs> fervor for Christmas. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, let's let's take a breather. 
Okay. So, uh, as as we now know, Ike travels a lot. I travel a lot. Father Sean, you've traveled. Yes. Nolan, have you ever left Long Island? (laughs) (laughs) Of course I've left Long Island. All right. Have you you ever gone further south than New Jersey? We've talked about World Youth Days and stuff. (laughs) Seriously. Do you listen to the podcast? I don't know. Yeah, he's actually. You've probably been. Have you been to almost every continent? Um, I've never been to. Uh, I've never been to Asia. I've never been to um, Antarctica, obviously. That doesn't but, uh, I've been to. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. I've been to South America. I've been to Europe. I've been to Australia. Have you been to Africa? No, that's when it, where I need to go. That's where I'm hoping World Youth Day happens eventually. Yeah, that'd be so, awesome. That'd yeah, be really I would cool. love to go to Africa. Yeah, I would. I would go to that world youth day. It would be a nightmare. But... Hopefully, you'd be. <laughs> it would be so hot. Oh my goodness! So we thought of sharing each person sharing a fun travel, weird travel story. So me, me and Father Sean have, have done that a lot actually with World Youth Day. <laughs> but that's go true. on. <laughs> you, 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 Father Sean, you said you had one, right? I have one as well. Yeah. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I want to say it. All right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say mine, and then I could say his, and then you guys decide. Hold on, so, hold on. I, I, I'll say it. I'll say it. All right, go. So, one, as we were seminarians, um, we would have to go to different churches to... Uh, to um, <laughs> To beg for money for the seminary, and uh, I went on uh, th- to this one parish, and I had to stay there overnight because it was far away from the seminary. And this was the first time I had to do this, where I actually had to sleep there, and I wasn't able to like go back. And I get there, and and, and um, you know the priest who uh, was was like hosting me picks me up and says, "We're gonna go." After the mass, we said we're going to go to dinner. So we're getting ready to go to dinner. And he's like, I just want to let you know that I have to pick up my friend first. And I was like, okay. And so we're driving and we're outside of this like weird bar. And there's this odd looking guy standing outside smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, please, God, don't let this be the guy that uh, we're going to pick up. Because I have no escape. I'm stuck. I'm at the mercy of this person. And that, that was the person that we picked up. And then, uh, you know what? I'm going to just stop there because the rest of the stuff that I would want to say, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying with a bunch of people listening. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused listening. as to who the person was and why we were all eating dinner together. And then <laughs> very quickly it started to make sense and it ended up being a very, very nice uh, evening. But... For about two and a half hours, I was very afraid of what was coming next. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So similarly, in the vein of creepiness, um, Kyle and I, as the thing spork that we once did and still kind of do, but I have to say no because of my schedule, um, brought us to Ada, Minnesota, which is like an hour east of Fargo, North Dakota. Something like that. And it's like a small retreat, and we were supposed to speak and like do entertainment and stuff like that. And 
the lady picks us up and drives us to the hotel and then we pull up to the hotel and it's not a hotel but it's a motel and there's a fine line between a hotel and a motel Mm. but we're we're not whatever so we're like it's a bed and there's a shower who cares so we go in and (laughs) we what it's like a whole motel is maybe eight rooms maybe and we walk in they ask you how many hours you were staying what's that did they ask you how many hours you were staying (laughs) so like we we walk in and then there's a lady sitting there and she's like oh you guys must be kyle and justin and we were like oh "Oh, okay well let me show you down to your room uh and we're like all right thank you so she walks us down and we opened it and we look and it's just like okay thank you and she's like all right well why don't you come come to the front desk uh whenever and we're like okay so we go in and there's just dog hair all over the bed. Oh. <laughs> it was, I was like, what the heck happened here? There was like no internet. The shower barely worked, but whatever. So we're waiting to be picked up. And we walk, <laughs> we walk into the uh, lobby. It's not even a lobby, whatever you would call it. And we're waiting. And there's this guy there. And then Kyle starts talking to him. And he's like, Kind of, he's very a shy, weird kind of guy. He goes, yeah, I, I work here with my mom. We own a motel. There's eight rooms. So that's how we knew you guys were coming, because no one else is here today. Oh, and he's just going on and on. And then we're like, oh, so like, what do you do for the motel? And he's like, well, right now I'm, I'm baking blueberry muffins. <laughs> like, you guys want some muffins? And of course, I want to say no. But Kyle's like, yeah, we'll take a muffin. <laughs> so the guy's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he comes. And he's holding the muffins with these, like, oven mitts. He goes, here, try one. And we take them. And we're like, oh, no, these are great. And we're eating these stupid muffins. And then the lady comes back, and she's like, oh, I hear you having Rick's muffins, huh? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, oh, it's a special recipe. Just kidding. It's, it's like one of those recipes from a box. And we're like, oh, okay. And then I think one of the funniest things Kyle has ever said, he knew what we were saying. He was like, oh, so do you guys have, uh, you guys have breakfast in the morning? And she's like, oh, no, we don't. It's whatever. She goes, oh, okay. Well, would it be so much to ask for you guys to save a couple muffins for us in the morning? (laughs) It was a wonderful interaction. I was so creeped out. I thought the guy with the muffins was going to knock on our door in the middle of the night and ask if we wanted muffins. <laughs> and it was great. Adam, Minnesota. ADA, comma, MN. Ike, your turn. All right. <laughs> I, need, I, need to, I need to edit and redact some places and names um, because, I don't know, they might be one of the 12 people who listen. So. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, okay. I just want to say, I said there were dozens of listeners. That means oh. more than 12. Okay, okay my bad. Well, dozens, right. so 24. 24 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Our mom so after this episode, we're hoping times. for a, a dozens of baker dozens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I was on tour somewhere on the West Coast. And um, mm-hmm. it was... Um, <laughs> there was only four of us on this tour. It was like a super acoustic thing, and 
Um, there's three guys and one girl. Like we got out, <laughs> we got out of the house, got to the van, and just, I mean, just started hollering. <laughs> Like, what just happened? That was the weirdest night. And I will say, that was like one of the weirdest moments I've ever had on the road. It was strange. And we have to really think about, I have to really think about if I want this aired or not. Because I don't want her to like, I don't want, because it was really nice. They housed us, but it was such an awkward, and they're definitely going to know it's them. <laughs> <laughs> This might this might have to go. This might have to go on the on the cutting room floor. Very very grateful for the hospitality. It was great. <laughs> Nolan. Fuck <laughs> Reading your tweet saying that you were on this podcast, getting all excited to listen to you talk about it, and then hear this story. Oh, man. Maybe we should cut it. I feel bad now. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> she's gonna... How old was the lady? I mean, she's a mom. She had, like, junior high kids, you know, like kids okay. So high. she knows about Twitter. And how long? How yeah, long... she'll know about Twitter. <laughs> how long ago was this? This was three, four years ago. Oh, she doesn't know. No, yes. Come on. She won't know. Of course she will. Of course. They will. They're going to remember, like, oh, that one time that those guys, because, you know, I don't actually have guests, a ton, like random stranger oh, yeah. guests. That's a true. Lot, you know, like, this is not the 50s or the 60s where you, like, have random people come into your house and stay because whatever. You know, it's like, we're in 2017. Like, that's dangerous. You don't have, like... People coming to your door, knocking your doors, like, "Hey, you mind if I crash here for a little bit?" Oh, yeah, come right on in, stranger. No, I, I wish because this house would be busy all the time. It would be busy all the time. Be a freaking bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that uh, was funny. So, anyway. so are we cutting that or are we leaving it in? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I nobody seriously... else but her is gonna know it's her. I know, but then she'll like send me a, a, a really angry email, and I'm gonna feel bad about it. And... Well, just do what you did to my emails when you were coming here and ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna ignore the email. Like, I, I mean, it anyway. goes without saying. Yeah, it goes without saying. But still, <laughs> I'm gonna see. Who answers emails anyway? Yeah, it's, well, Father Sean sends emails. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Oh, let let I text it. I, e- I emailed, I texted, and then I Snapchatted you. And then you always got back to me whenever I snapped you. <laughs> Within Snapchat. seconds. I'm, Within yes. that's, the, that's the direct... See, now that's a little point about Snapchat. Not necessarily to Ike, but I have friends that use Snapchat. And I specifically don't have one. So they cannot say, oh yeah, I'm keeping in touch with you because of Snapchat. So like phone calls and texts, that's how we keep in touch. Uh, excuse me. Well, I better probably just leave that in because otherwise this whole segment's destroyed. True. All right, leave it in. It's in. There it is. And I'm a priest, so like they they can't get mad at you because I'm a priest and I'm putting it in there. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Sound sound logic. Sound logic. Yeah. Lolan, do you have any stories? 
Um, like specifically, like, like about staying somewhere, or, or just yeah. like any travel stories. Any travel. Any travel story that well, makes you uncomfortable and squeamish. Well, <laughs> um, that makes me uncomfortable and squeamish. Um, so when I so I was I was in a band for um well like since from like high school like through college and we did one tour and it was just like a self booked tour that we did you know we put it all together ourselves just by meeting other bands on social media and promising shows for them and vice versa so we we found this band in ohio um i don't remember the name of the town but um they uh they said they were going to hook us up with this show and i mean we were just college kids at the time and uh pretty much you know someone's grandma could have been like i booked a show for you and we've been like we'll be there so um, we were just trying to like you know say we went on tour. Anyway, long story short, we um, we got we get to Ohio and um, oh no, we we were late to that show because our bus broke down in this random town in uh, New Jersey. And I, I I try to block it from my memory because we was, we were there for like three days longer than we needed to be and having to get our bus fixed. We went up in Ohio, and, um, like, we had missed the show, and, uh, but these kids that booked the show for us wanted us to, wa- wanted to meet us anyway, and, um, it wound up being, like, a bunch of high school kids, and so, like, we were staying in a campground, and, like, they showed up, and, like, they, like, like, brought amps and stuff, and, and we're, like, they're, like, surrounding us, like, maybe, like, 10 or 15, like, just, like, middle, Midwest like high school kids and uh like it was like midnight at, in a campground and they were like wanted us to like jam out for them and it was <laughs> made me uncomfortable they just showed up out of the blue <laughs> well like they were like you know like i had been in touch with them because like we hadn't been because we we booked we they booked a show for us and we couldn't play it and oh. and then like so like we were just gonna like stop there anyway sleep for the night but it's like, wasn't they were, like they were putting us up? Like we arranged it ourselves, and yeah. they were like, "Well, where are you? We want to meet you guys." And then like, yeah, it wound up being like a bunch of high school kids, like this kid and his brother, and like all their like fifteen of their friends, and they were just. I remember like we just wanted to like because we were just like so frustrated with how the tour had started off, and we wanted yeah. to just like go to sleep or just like relax and hang out at this campground where we were staying up for the night, and uh, and they wanted us. To, jam out for them in the middle of the campground at like midnight in, in the middle of Ohio and that's it was weird my least my least favorite word in probably the English language is the word jam <laughs> <laughs> when someone says yeah man let's jam I instantly judge you and put you in a box and that box is I don't like you anymore <laughs> That's what the name of that box is. That's not true. That's not true. That's a little harsh. But even like my band, they know, like, they'll make fun of me. They're like, hey, I want to jam a little bit. And I just get so irate because it's like, I hate that word. It's like nails on a chalkboard. So the thought of trying to relax and then a bunch of high school kids bringing their amps and their freaking wall of sound so they can jam with you, (laughs) I would, I think I would just lose it and just start kicking their stuff. First of all, first of all, first of all, like, where, where were they plugging these amps in at a campground? Yeah, yeah. You know, what? you know why it was creepy to me because it felt like it felt like Children of the Corn. Like these kids, like yeah. came out of like nowhere and were just like surrounding us. And it's, you know, we're hey, we're we've never jam? we don't. Hey, Nolan, you want to jam? You want to jam? 
I feel like though that that prepared you for your successful youth ministry career. <laughs> I was at that moment. I was like, these kids need Jesus. They don't need me to jam for them. They need Jesus. And here you are, the best youth minister on Long Island. Oh, yeah. So such a good youth minister that you completely ignored ignored your teens to talk about the Ninja Turtles. Hey, I can have having a moment there, man. Back off. <laughs> Look, it, it paid dividends four years later. <laughs> that, now that's full circle if I've ever heard it. Yeah, it really is. Hey, listen, I know we've got some other segments to go on to, but let me tell a less offensive s- story. It's real quick. It's real fast. Go for it. Ready for this? All right. Less offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, uh, we were in Boston. And, oh, no, this story's me. Nope, this story's offensive, too. No, it's not. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. The home of Dunkin' Donuts. It's okay. It's all right. We and Mark Wahlberg, some... who's not on the show. Exactly. We were, we're in, we were in some city. And... <laughs> that the Celtics and the Red Sox play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. It's wicked awesome. <laughs> and I... Okay, so... We had missed our flight. Um, We were playing the thing for Life Team, and we missed our flight. And um, I was living in Phoenix at the time, and I needed a place to stay, so uh, I called a friend. And I haven't told this friend this, and he probably might listen to this, and he might be mad at this, but maybe not, because it's just kind of funny. But he was like, hey, I was like, hey, I need a place to stay, me me and like three of my band members, or two of my band members. And he was like... Well, we're kind of busy, but my, you know, my dad's house is free. You know, I'm like, oh, sweet. So we went to his his dad's house, and we actually hung out in the city for a little bit. And then we went down to his, his dad's house, which was really nice of him. And we um, we got there, and I had my own room, and then the two other guys. This is another, this is like same as the last story, but the, the house was great, everything was fine. But the other room where the two guys are, there was a bed. It was all made up. Two beds. It was all made up. It was great. But there were dolls everywhere, like all these dolls. And I personally get very frightened by dolls. Kind of creep me out. I get frightened by inan- inanimate objects. It's not just about dolls, but like I don't like the Muppets. Like it's not my thing. Like inanimate <laughs> that's objects. So, that's so specific. I know, I know. Inanimate objects that are like made to look like people or like things that might talk. I just, they just, it, it freaks me out. So anyway, <laughs> so there's a bunch of dolls. And I'm like, no, I'm going to take the other room. So I go to the other room, and I'm, you know, about to go to sleep. I've got my iPad. I was just watching a couple of movies. And then I'm falling asleep as I'm watching the movie. And all of a sudden, I hear this, like, tapping all over the room. Like, what in the world? And so I was, I wake up. I'm like, well, maybe it's just the furnace, you know, because, you know, furnaces are a thing on the East Coast. Well, then the furnace comes on. And it's like, well, that's what the furnace sound. So it keeps happening. Every time I try to fall asleep, there's like tapping all around the room. And so I'm like kind of freaked out. And then as I'm trying to fall asleep, I hear a voice in the corner of the room. No joke. And I'm like, and I'm, uh, I didn't, I didn't hear any like specific words. I just heard like it whispering and I got out of bed, I turn on the light. I'm freaking out. Obviously there's nothing there. And so I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid. And so I, I think I left a lamp on and I watched a movie all night and I didn't sleep a week. Our flight was at six. I did not sleep a week. Every time I tr- and every time I started to <laughs> fall asleep, the tapping would start all over the room again. Creepy. I have so m- it's not and like 
if you're listening, person who let me stay at his dad's house, listen, it's nothing against you. I think I'm just weird. Everywhere I go, I have these weird ghost experiences. That's going to be my second career. I'm going to open a, like a like a ghost busting service or something. <laughs> minus, minus the busting. I'm just going to like talk to ghosts. <laughs> yeah. You could start like a ghost tour. Yeah, 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 there you go. We got that, we got stuck in could, Alaska. You could be tour. the bait for the Ghostbusters cuz it sounds like the ghosts follow you. So That's exactly that yeah, that's a novel idea actually. Yeah. That's if exactly you, what If you could bait. get Rick Moranis out of retirement, that would make <laughs> me very happy. Yeah. Rick Moranis, where's that guy been? He's retired. What? I yeah. loved him. He was awesome. Was Ghost what was his last movie, I wonder? Honey, Honey I have shrunk the kids. No, I, I don't know. I'll check. So does that mean we're, we're cutting out the... <laughs> just Google it. Just Google it. All right, we'll come back. Father Sean, you check the last Rick Moranis movie, and then we'll go on to our next topic. Okay. So, um, I'm on a, I'm, I don't even know if you know this, Nolan, like the tour that I'm on right now, uh-huh. is, it's called the Outcry Tour, and it has Jesus Culture, Lauren Daigle, and Elevation Worship, Okay. and I find it very interesting how like non-Catholic churches, because they're all Elevation's a church, Jesus Culture's a, a church, right. and Lauren goes to another church, um, and it's just kind of like seeing the worship world at its finest, I guess you could say, in a way. Because these are kind of like all the songs that we would sing at, or Ike would sing, whatever, at a conference. A lot of them are written by like these people on this tour. Right. So that was interesting. And I know that you had a question about worship music, I think. Yeah, well, like, um, we are recording right now, right? <laughs> Yes, we we never stopped recording. Don't you well, worry. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. We officially went back into the segment. Well, we did. So ask your question. Uh, <laughs> stop shouting. <laughs> Put the cookie down. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we before we go. Uh, before Who we go any further, before we go, this kid comes up to me at the, at, at the university that I'm a chaplain at. And, uh, he says, he's like, Father Sean, um, what would you think about a movie about Thomas Aquinas that's uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, All right. Back to Ask your question. I'm asking my question. So, I, okay. let, me, let me just, so, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this and Father Sean can attest, even though he just walked away from uh, his screen, that I'm not just making this up. Like, for for me, when it comes to like, like youth and and retreats and Super Bowl conferences, if Icondolo is on the bill, it's like I'm I'm stoked for it, and I'm stoked for for the youth that I work with. Like, I know it's going to be an awesome experience. There's no one else I'd rather do uh, do the music, and at the same time, um, you're. I think you have an incredible gift for, um, you know, kind of like leading worship at mass. So, but those are like two different things, like youth rally, conference, loud music, and then like 
um, you know, and then le leading music uh, for, for worship at Mass and leading people into prayer in that way. Um, yeah. Is that like a conscious thing that you're like, like, is there a different uh, approach you take when you, when you are kind of playing in those two different environments? Yeah, you know, I think um, what happens is there's a shift. Um, you know, when you're when you're when I start a conference, right? When we start like a student in New York conference or whatever, um, there's like you know, it's like very intentional. Like we're we want we want to engage and we want to draw people in, and and for that, you know, for that first thirty minutes or forty minutes, however it is, you are kind of the focal point, mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. You're trying to you know you're trying to have fun, break the ice, that whole thing. Um, <clears throat> And this is, it's funny because a lot of my, a lot of people who play for me um, for the past few years are not Catholic. Um, so um, I, you know, I have to tell them like my shift, my mentality is, is you are no longer, you no longer matter. Like in, in mass, the things that you're doing, the things that you're playing no longer matter. Like they matter in the sense that it should be good, but it doesn't hinge upon you and your guitar lick or this you know, keys part, you know, like that's not mm -hmm. what this is about. We're there to be of use to the liturgy. And so for me, I become in that moment a servant to the liturgy. And I, I think that's where the shift happens for me. And I, and I try to convey that to my guys to where, you know, everything changes your demeanor. Sometimes even like the position, we move our microphones over. We, we make sure that all of our focus is on what's happening at the altar and not necessarily what's happening amongst us. Um, and so that's that's the shift. So, you know, like songs are dialed down because maybe we don't need to have a solo here, you know, like, um, so we cut that out because it doesn't need it. You know, like the, the, the focal point is just to draw us to Christ and to the in Christ in the Eucharist. And in that moment, we're just serving. We're vehicles to serve um, the liturgy. Um, it doesn't mean it has to be ugly or anything or... Or, um, but it just, it should be, it should be beautiful. It should be not distracting in order to really serve the liturgy. That's my mentality. Awesome. And, and is that something like you, you kind of picked up over the years? Did, did you like receive training? Did you, did you have a, of a, of a mentor in that? Uh, just a lot of watching. I did have a lot of, um, I, I've had a lot of, I've had, I think a couple of great mentors, um, uh, I worked at this church called St. Timothy's in Mesa, um, where Life Teen started, and um, the um, at the time I was there, there were several stellar musicians who were working there, um, Tom Booth being one of them, and then Matt Marr, um, and I really learned from watching them. You know, I was, the funny thing is, is, in my former life, I was a, I was a youth minister, and uh, so at, at St. Tim's, I was just a youth minister, and I would watch Tom and Matt. Um, and then eventually they started asking me to come and sing and I would just kind of get on a mic in the back and sing every once in a while. Um, and, uh, I learned a lot from them just watching them cause I'd seen them at concerts and I'd seen them at youth events, but then seeing them at mass, um, every Sunday was, um, something really beautiful because they just did so much to support the liturgy and the Eucharist. So, um, yeah, I definitely, um, it was informal training. I didn't know I was getting trained at the time. I was just being attentive. And, right. Um, um, but those were, you know, Matt and and Tom were huge, you know, very instrumental in, in me kind of learning um, what it meant to be a, a you know, a, a, a worship leader at Mass, a music minister, if you will, at Mass. Awesome.
Yeah, it's it's because uh, it's, it's something that like I think like I've seen a lot of people who are really good at at like one and not the other. And, sure, sure. Um, so it's a it's a hard thing. So I give you I give you credit because I know that you're you're like I know that's important to you and it comes across when you when you play when you perform and when you um, you know lead worship at mass. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's um, it's I'm I'm glad I just. You know, it's not we're not there to get noticed, but um, it's just good that it's um, it's not the opposite. <laughs> you know, right? Um, you know, uh, so yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, and one other question that I had, yeah. what? Just a curious, fun question. What is your least favorite hymn to hear at church? Ooh. Like, what's that? What's like because. Cover your ears, uh, Father Sean. Here Wait, so I, I am, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually really love that song. <laughs> That's definitely a story we can't say. Yeah, no, but I love that song though. It's um because I, I have I, I'm like full disclosure. Like when I'm at mass, I judge I judge the music so harshly, and it's sure it's, it's so bad. But um because it's not even just about the music, but um I was just curious, being a musician yourself. Huh. I mean, there's a lot, <laughs> but I feel like maybe I won't say them. <laughs> um, and you know, like I think, it, honestly, you, you can take any song, um, and if it's not done well, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's a great song. Like I, you know, like I, <laughs> you know, I was, um, I did an event long, long time ago with with Tom somewhere, and um, and. Uh, we um, we had done like a couple of events, like youth events, and then we were going to the youth mass. We weren't playing it; we were just going to it, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, it was rough, brutal. At one point, Tom's kind of doubled over laughing, um, and he's like my older mentor, and I'm like trying not to lose lose it, um, and because. It's not necessarily that they were bad musicians. It's like how, like how ought you play at mass? You know, mm-hmm. do you need a harmonica? No, probably. Uh, I mean, probably not. Do you need a saxophone? I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not. I, you know, like for me, and this is just me. I'm always a less is more kind of guy. You know, like you, you know, focus on. You know, I have people come up to me a lot and like, all we have is a guitar player and a singer. I'm like, that's all you need. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, focus on that you know and like making that well and doing that really well because I think the, the thing is like we just want to add stuff 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 that and that will make it better and the reality is is sometimes that makes it more convoluted and 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 abysmal so you can take any hymn there's hymns that I've I've heard over and over again you know and and uh, but you know play them in a nice fresh way in a simple way and um, you breathe new life into them so this is a very diplomatic diplomatic answer no um, but because I, I try not to, I try not to criticize music publicly. I just do it to my. I just criticize it in private with my friends, like Justin, <laughs> on the on the couch, where no one will ever hear ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> I, I was at a, I was at a, I was involved in a situation that was. It was not. It was not at my parish, so like if anyone from here is listening, it, it was not here. It was at a place that I, I'm not like I'm not normally there. 
Um, it's not like the regular place that I go, you know, so it's not like, it's not like an assignment. It's not like, it's not the college that I go to. It's not any of those things. And I was there and what came forth was just so, it was just so sad. It was just so, and I was, I wanted to just go up and say, you just don't understand what this is supposed to be. Why don't we have yeah. a con- why don't we have a conversation about th- and it's like it's one of these ongoing debates and you see it all the time so I, it's like I don't want to rehash arguments that have already been made but it, it's just one of the things um, that I would say like that very thing that you mentioned is the thing that I like the most about listening to you play is that you you completely you're when you played here you played a holy hour and then you played a concert. And you were like two different people, which yeah. is exactly how it's supposed to be. And the holy yeah. hour, like, because some of the songs that you played, I've heard on the radio, and you completely yeah. toned it down and made it prayerful. Yeah. And I much rather prayerful than good, uh, yeah. because if somebody's trying really hard and praying, then you can kind of deal with it. Although if you're talented, you can fake the prayerfulness. So that's okay too, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm always faking the prayerfulness. <laughs> but gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, I would be very curious, Father Sean of your opinion of the, the tour that I'm on. Well, like if you I would witness it. And if you would think that it's prayerful or just strictly entertainment. I, all right. So here's another thing. One of the things that I would say about our Protestant brothers and sisters is that although the music may be entertaining, I don't think it's just entertainment for them. Oh, a hundred percent. No, no. Yeah. And, I'm just and, saying like, if you if you would think if you would think if you would feel like it's prayerful because you were saying it's you it sounds like you like the more stripped down version of things. No, I'm talking about just at mass and and like a oh, holy okay. hour. Like because I that. I was listening to um some of the some of the music that that they have and it is it is prayerful. Yeah, I, I would even say like it's like I I mean it's it's like Ike said it depends on who it is and how good they are at what they do but like i've been to protestant like concerts or praise and worship um events where it was as prayerful as it gets you know second you know only to you know to mass where the music is is spot on and and um you know what i mean like it's it's really it's it's super prayerful um it's just missing the, the sacrament but um so there's it's definitely achievable yeah, and, and I, I think one of the biggest things, but this might be a story for another day, is as as Catholics, we seem to think if you want young people to come, it has to be like rock and roll music, which I don't think is the case, but that's just my opinion. Well, most of the people that say that are not young people. Well, that's also true. The rock and roll. That rock and roll Elvis with his hip shaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry! You need more of that rock and roll music. <laughs> I went last. I went to um to um Justin's uh, show last night, and um, I think it is like it's like an interesting mix 
for me, I'm looking out, you know, and like this is like really, I mean, it's unreal bands. Like, they sound amazing. Um, they look very prayerful. And um, I think sometimes it's hard for me, and this is funny because what I do sort of, um, it's, it's hard sometimes in like in a concert setting when it's like a worship thing, you know, like it's, everyone's worshiping, but it's like a concert. It's like kind of, you don't really know how to feel or what to do. But when you look out and I was looking last night, I mean, like people were really worshiping. Like it was, you could tell that it wasn't, it was more than just a concert to them. And I think maybe, um, in our, in like as us as Catholics, we, like for some for someone who's you know for an evangelical you know like Protestant person, you know like last night you know with you know, elevation and and, and uh, Jesus culture and Lauren Daigle like that like to them like that there's no real distinction there's no like well is this the concert or is this a worship like that and they were it was worship for them you know like it was worship and um, and there was no uh, there's no distinction whereas sometimes like when I'm booking a tour people are like well are you gonna come do worship. Or you could come to a concert. I'm like, well, I don't know, both. Like, it's going to be yeah. both and, you know, like. And so it is. It's like kind of like you feel like sometimes you're kind of in a rock and hard place. Like, cause you're not necessarily trying to draw people to you. But then at the same time, you are drawing people to you because you can't help it unless you lead worship with, like, a paper bag around your head. And, you know, um, who nobody is ever that? knows who you are. Like, who is that guy? He's great, but we don't it's, know who he is. He's a similar build to... <laughs> To Ike, I wonder what Dolo looks like. <laughs> that, that sounds like an idea for for Justin's one man show. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I did. Speaking of, I think it was four years yesterday, or like recently. Still waiting for the sequel, man. I, I have we'll, I have the we'll poster in my room. I'm trying to look at it as you're talking. <laughs> That'll be for another episode. All right, now I think to wrap this May up. May eighth. May eighth. So two days ago is four year anniversary. Okay, so but on May eighth. How about that? Also, three, uh, Bob and Doug McKen- Bob and Doug McKenzie's two four anniversary is the last movie that uh, Rick Moranis was in. Oh huh. man, huh? That was a character he used to that. play. Oh, not expecting. And that, that was two thousand seven. Disappointing. Oh wow, that was actually later than I thought it was. All right, so to wrap this up, um, Ike, since. This is your first episode of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. We, we like to push the envelope, I'd say. Um, and we always sort of ask a hard question spontaneously so you could give us a genuine answer. Um, so I think, I think I've been thinking about uh, there's, there's like the whole refugee crisis. Um, and it's, it's just something I think we should talk about. And there's kind of like two sides to the story so Ike just kind of I know it's tough but can you just kind of play into maybe a little bit on your opinion of that yeah I mean I think uh... oh well Ike I guess that means <laughs> you're gonna have to come back another time to talk about that <laughs> it's crazy how that always happens <laughs> but the final amen has has was upon us. The final man has done it again. It's done it again. That's crazy. <laughs> Not to spoil your answer on that, but would you like to say anything else other than that before we wrap up? Um, it's been a great time <laughs> hanging with my homies and doing a podcast. We should do it more often. We should. 
We should. We should just record our conversation. I know. <laughs> just so we can listen back. Yeah. It's like. Amen. Oh, dozens. Yeah. Literally two people. Father. I would. I would else? listen to that. Yeah, you would listen. Yeah. Nolan, I feel like you would too. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> Any final comments from you two? Nolan. It's still ugly. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's still ugly. <laughs> I, always, I always try to say something nice at the end by saying, God bless you, but my brother makes fun of me. No, I, you could say that. I, I always say, what do I sneeze, but that's kind of mean. Is that really it what, is kind of mean. Is that really what we say at the end of the podcast, or is it something in Latin? <laughs> Dominis, what did you say? Dominis, come and eat your biscuits? Dominate your biscuits. <laughs> Dominique, your biscuits. <laughs> I would like to say, too, this whole time, Ike and I have a new roommate named Ricky Vasquez who's just been sitting there doing his work, wondering, when am I ever going to get on this podcast? I'm telling him he plays soon, his Ricky. cards right very soon. It'll be soon. I'm just saying. He lives in the house now. He'll be on the podcast soon. Absolutely. Would you, would you do it, Ricky? Yeah. He said he'll do it. He's also a... A worship leader so we could save these questions for him too awesome alright Father Sean close this thing out God bless you everybody <laughs> how do I want to do now stop uh, hit spacebar you've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast see you next time and there was like a pillow, but it was like one of those couch cushion pillows, like a like a pillow from a couch, you know, yeah. um, with no with no pillowcase. So all sorts of heads and butts have been on it before. <laughs> <laughs>